0: it's a roller coaster. We're in for the ups and the downs, you know, so you can't, you can't dwell on the lows and you can't reward yourself too much on the highs.
1: Welcome to the No Excuse Pro Podcast, your weekly dose of motivation and actionable advice. If you're a realtor, financial planner, business owner, or anyone who's tired of making excuses and ready to take your success to the next level, you've come to the right place. Join your host, Kevin Briarton, each week as he chats with industry leaders who are going beyond the excuses to achieve their goals. So no excuses accepted, let's get started.
2: Jeremy, thank you so much for jumping on. I'm that's super gravity. excited to dig in a little bit. You mentioned that some of these questions were a little deep. And um, man, I think that's that's kind of the point of this. I want to go a little deeper with you and learn about a little bit more um, about what you're doing. You have been a somebody that has really taken no excuses to a new level in areas of your life, not only professionally, but personally. But I want to tell you, go ahead and have, tell me a little bit about your journey And what led you to your position you're in now? Well, I never, I'll be honest. I never thought that I would
0: own my own insurance agency. Um, I was in the corporate world for 16 years and kind of had this uh, epiphany, I guess you can say that I wanted to just take more control over, over what was mine um, and have something for myself. And so I, I, no time better than the, the present so I I just uh, left my my corporate world and uh, decided to open up the Fiorini agency with uh, farmers insurance um I, I knew that I had some still some years in my work where I could build something that would um, be relevant
2: yeah So tell me a little bit what's what's important about being relevant to you? That's a great question.
0: In fact, you know, as of my ribbon cutting, um, I always like to tell the story of Clarence Jacobs. Clarence Jacobs was my parents. I come from a tiny town in Kansas and Clarence Jacobs was my parents' farmer's insurance agent. So for the better part of my life, I've been a farmer's customer since I was 16. And I was always impressed with how Clarence Jacobs ran his agency for a small town and being in the fifth largest city in the country, um, I feel that that customer client uh, relationship has kind of drifted. And it just feels good to <clears throat> reconnect that way and maybe give the customers or my clients a little bit more personal touch, a small town feel, a little extra, um, extra blanket, you know, when they're thinking about their coverage, nobody thinks about insurance until they need it. And, um, it, it's, it, it's just reassuring It it feels good to kind of, you know, be a part of something like that.
2: Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I know you're helping a lot of people and doing a great job and with your insurance. And so you, what and do you think the good. one thing that, one thing that makes the difference in your success, what is the one thing? Is there anything that you can pinpoint uh, to I your success? There, I don't think there's one
0: point in particular, but I do think that some of the, the, the bulk of this is just going to be, consistency as you know as a business owner yourself it's it's a roller coaster we're in for the ups and the downs you know so you can't you can't dwell on the lows and you can't reward yourself too much on the highs so you've got to just keep waking up putting one foot forward and and if you've got a plan you've got to trust that plan you've got to stick to that plan even if you don't see the fruits of that labor you know, for a couple months, you got to just stick in with your your routine and being consistent, discipline, consistent. It's probably something you'll hear a lot from me today.
2: So what I know you have done some things like an Ironman, and you I have some mountains. I'll let past. you bring.
0: I'll let you bring those up. Yeah, <laughs> the picture in the background kind of same way. So yeah.
2: So what? uh, But like, how does that? How how did those journeys going through doing the Ironman training and completing an Ironman? I believe you did an Ironman and a half Ironman, maybe two hour Ironman, but, and, and you've climbed some pretty significant mountains. How do you think that plays into success? And, and is there some sort of formula or something you learned through those, you know, I don't, trials? I don't know if
0: it played into the success, but it definitely was um, a, a good mental practice um when i when I did those accomplishments, I was in the corporate world, so I, I did have a little bit more free time. but unbeknownst to me, I was planning for my business before I was even planning for my business, if that makes sense because it takes uh discipline and consistency to wake up at two o'clock in the morning to go for a hundred and twenty mile bike ride it yeah uh um, say so so and before you even know it, I was already laying the bricks and the foundation of how to discipline myself to um work work through the struggles of, you know and and of uh, running a business um i I've always told this if anybody's done mountain climbing, there is no no darker spot you can go to in your mind when it's zero degrees or below and it's two o'clock in the morning and you're summiting a peak it, you get, you get some dark times and, uh, it definitely does train you to just keep focusing on the task one foot in front of the other. Next thing you know, you're on top of that
2: mountain. That's awesome, man. Well, what is, what's the one thing you're trying to solve in your, in your field of insurance? What's the problem you're trying to solve right now? So there's for me personally, I think it's
0: education. Um, the one example that comes to my mind is I had a a client uh, uh, last year call and I don't think people actually know what the number one thing is I hear is I'm like "You, you know that you only have liability you don't have a comp and collision and they're like but I have insurance I'm like I understand you have insurance you just don't have a lot of it and so the the biggest thing is just education you know of of what their policies and what their coverages actually are this particular example, I mean they had pretty brand new, they were like 2019, 2018 GMCs and Yukons. And they they were just liability only, but they weren't educated on, you know, what actually insurance coverages do, what the comps do, what the collisions cover, what uninsured covers. And that's been the biggest struggle is just understanding all they see is that base rate. Oh, I pay. X amount of dollars, you're ten dollars more. You know, I'm like, well, you do realize that we have a little bit better coverage too. So, that's probably been the biggest challenge for me right now is just um, uh, showcasing the value of what having an actual agent is in your corner.
2: Mm-hmm. So, to go to like a scenario that comes to mind, so tell me, tell me about a time we had to overcome an obstacle for a client. And how did that make you feel?
0: Well, I probably I could every day I got to overcome something. Whether it's a, a client doesn't have money that month, you know, to pay their premium, and so we've got to figure out a way. Uh, the one that comes to my mind is um, in in our in our insurance world, in the insurance world, all industries they're 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 not really liking to uh, they're shying away from above the fire line um, homes that are up in the you know up in the in the in the pines. And so we were having a policy that was non-renewing because they didn't, uh, that that carrier doesn't offer that coverage anymore. And it's been pretty slim pickings. And so we were able to still get coverage, adequate coverage for them to, you know, make sure that their head hits the pillow at night, knowing that it's safe and covered and still not really breaking the bank on premiums. So that was a, that was a good one. That was a good feeling one.
2: So, on your situation like something that helps is it doesn't help that you're, you know, farmer's agent but you if you need to you can branch out to other options if you absolutely have yeah. to as well, right?
0: So that's the beauty of it's I think that's another one that's um people don't realize about farmers and why I really wanted I chose farmers is that there's captive agents and then there's non-captive agents. Captive agents would be your and I'm not I have no affiliation with them, but your State Farms, your American Families, those they can only sell that product. Um, and then you have your independent, which are non-captive, and th- those those agents will be open to anything. They really are not bound by any one carrier. Farmers is a great hybrid of those two, to where we do lead with farmers, and we are encouraged and bonus to you know the, to 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 push farmers. And I will always go with them n- number one. But if there is not an appetite, if farmers chooses not to to carry that or cover that, I do have options where I can write outside of farmers. Farmers is one of the only companies, too, that owns several companies, too. So we've got sister companies. So if farmers, if their auto isn't that great in farmers, I can try my sister company, one of three of my sister companies. So we do have options and that has been helpful, has definitely been helpful in this market.
2: Yeah, I mean, just understanding people's needs and then coming up with solutions for something that they may not even knew existed that they needed to help with, you know, asking the right questions, and digging deeper to really uncover some stuff. So in a situation, tell me like, what was the biggest challenge a customer faces either today or in the recent few months, a challenge your customers face and how are you helping them solve that?
0: Um, I mean, there's again, going back to the, we have so many challenges as business owners for our clients. One that comes to my mind, I think is, um, understanding what insurance is and should be used for. I think there's this paradigm to where I pay an insurance company and it'll fix it if it's broke, you know, and then the, the industry wide has really tightened the, uh, tighten the reins a little bit on claims. So uh, with all due respect to, I I feel, but I've had, you'll see a customer, or a a client that uh, their kids playing basketball and the basketball goes through the window and they call you to say, Hey, I need to make a claim because I broke my window. It's, I don't want to talk anybody out of a claim, but we need to discuss, is this really going to be beneficial to make a claim for a $750 window? You know, is is that's the biggest kind of challenge is, is is letting our customers know that insurance is for catastrophic losses and that we're here to protect your investment. But if you backed out of your garage and clipped the side of the wall and it's twelve hundred dollars in damage, do we really need to make a claim on this? Those are some hard, hard conversations to have because it it, it I can I get it. It makes me look like I'm trying to talk you out of it and I'm not. I'm just trying to look at the bigger picture down the road and saving you premiums, because if these claims start adding up and adding up, farmers or or whoever is going to be like, okay, these guys are becoming
2: uninsurable because there's too many
0: frivolous claims.
2: So the whole idea of this podcast is a no excuse pro. And I think that it's easy to roll over and just do the easy thing and be like, okay, let's submit the claim for you, pushing paper. Yeah but stopping going no this actually might be harder for me because i have to actually educate you on something you don't want to hear but the reality is is it be better in you know going through the situation of that and i you know my business i tell people sometimes to not buy something or not refinance or hey are you sure you want to do this having those tough conversations really is what it's about like i think when i built this out and over the years of really dialing in what no excuses mean it means having those tough conversations when it's not necessarily convenient or easy for you as a professional, would you agree to that? Oh, of course. Um, I think in adding to that too, is I
0: just had one of my vendors come in today. Um, I'm part of the Gilbert chamber of commerce. And so I think that's, those are great ways to, you know, grow your business internally and, and, and with like-minded individuals. And a lot of those are, um, um, uh, construction companies or renovation companies or restoration companies that I trust and so partnering with them that's like if a if a client calls me and says hey Jeremy I had a water leak from my washer and I'll be like "Whoa, whoa, whoa before we even said anything let me have my guy come out there and take a look and then they'll go out and do a non obligation you know assessment talk to me and they're like yeah he did $17,000 worth of damage. Okay. Let's make a claim now, or you know what we can fix this him for like 1500 bucks. Having those conversations and trusted with our clients, I think is what's going to be beneficial. You know, the, the longevity of, of having a, a, a customer in your, in your agency.
2: Yeah. Well, Jeremy, what, if you can change anything about your typical day, week, or month, what would that be? And why is that important to you?
0: So this is a <clears throat> this is a change, but I can't really change it per se is I um because that's how I structured my agency. I was telling you about my my Clarence Jacobs story and I, I like to I, I, I don't want to be an agency that just s- sells a policy an, a- an ambulance chaser per se. So I have gotten pretty personal um, connections with a lot of my clients. Um some of my biggest challenges are is is kind of limiting that to having a 45 minute conversation about christmas cookies or something <laughs> yeah. so those are definitely hard and it's like you want to change that but you don't so i cuz that's kind of in the essence of who i am um but i think if there was really one it's just really prioritizing maybe like sections of my day of okay this day is significantly this time is going to be for uh, prospecting commercial or this time is where I'm going to be dedicated towards servicing the policies. So it's just having a little bit more structure on that type of sense my you know, is probably one of my biggest challenges because it can yeah. be, as you know, it's it's very easy to be five o'clock and you're like, man, I was busy all day today, but you feel like you didn't even get anything done. So
2: <laughs> Yeah. So what are the patterns to being a no excuse pro and being per- <clears throat> being successful um, in business or whether it's in sports as an athlete? or uh, in sales is, you know, I feel like there is time blocking and batching of items and also being sensitive to, hey, we we set out to do this in X amount of time and being okay with, you know, kind of wrapping things up. But I'm thinking through uh, some patterns, but I'm curious, like, is there any patterns or formulas to being successful that come to mind for you? Well, it's always gonna vary all right we we
0: actually have personal friends that <clears throat> you know their desk is array, but I, i'm a I'm a guy that likes to be neat nor- and orderly if I if I don't have my personal life <clears throat> excuse me if I don't have my personal life in kind of uh neat order, um my business life is gonna be the same. uh this is kind of corny, but m- my rule <clears throat> I apologize. My rule is uh very first thing before, once my feet hit the floors, I make the bed. Uh, I know that you've heard Navy SEALs talk about that, but that's just my little pattern of doing that. That's my one success. If That's my only success that day is I made the bed. Um, so I try to have, no matter how I feel, no matter what I do, no matter how late I am, I always make the bed. And I find that if you start yourself doing these little things that you'll, you'll, um, you will it's the mindset, you know, of, of maybe looking more positive. Um, as you know, our kids are friends. So every time I drop the kids off, I always try to set them with one thing, you know, try to make one person's life better today. And it's not so I think if people hear me say that it's they confuse that I'm trying to be a good parent, which I am. But it's also convincing myself that too. You know, it's like if you if you talk positive, you're going to be positive. And if you're going to be positive, then it's going to show Um, So that's what I I try to focus on the most. And it, it, there are days that I fail that there are many days that I fail, but more often than not, you know, I I try to keep that kind of mindset.
2: Well, leading with positivity is important because you can control that you, we can't control necessarily the day that comes at us. What's going to happen during out the, throughout the day. um, What's going to happen to our family life sometimes with health situations and other things. And what we can control is our positivity going into the day and whether that is uh yeah, that's a whole nother talk about morning routines, but I think that's a really good takeaway and i I appreciate you sharing that i I think that is that's something that I you know i've I've really seen with you over the years know you for a long time and uh first time we met, you jumped into a lake having some <laughs> fun at a at a party. so you know I know you're a fun level oh, bringing guy. up yeah, bringing yeah. up stuff on me. So just you just enjoy life. I mean, you're you're one of the things about you is being positive and continue to move forward. And, you know, so what like what's in line with the no excuse ethos and no excuse podcast? Can you share an experience that you had to hold yourself or maybe a team member accountable to ensure that you were successful in a, something you were doing? I think that's in everyday what we do, right? I mean, you're,
0: <clears throat> there's not one client that you mark above the other. You're still giving, I know who you are personally as a man and as an agent. So you're going to, every person that calls up, uh, wh- whether their financial status or where they live, you know, if it's downtown Phoenix or if it's in North Scottsdale, I'm still going to give them my utmost attention. I think that's a no excuse of if you're going to, I have actually turned it, uh, customers away because of the kind of coverage that they're looking for. And I think that's a, a, a great example of, listen, that's not what my agency's model after. I'm not here to just give you skimpy you know, insurance coverage. My head has to hit the pillow at night too. Um, I think you'll be better off going to another agent. I'm not rude about it, but we have to, we, in, in order to keep our standards and we need to obey. Abic- we we need to listen, obey by our standards too, that we want our agency. So I don't want to be subpar to my customers, nor do I want to be a subpar agency.
2: Yeah, that's great, man. I appreciate you sharing. I think that's an important piece. A lot, that's a great no excuse. You cannot be just guiding somebody into something that they shouldn't just get. Just to get a policy, yeah. Yeah, just to get a policy or just get a sale. I think that when people hear sales, you know, the reality is we're all in sales, whether you're a kid trying to get into college, or you're somebody that needs to persuade their parents to do something as a young child. Um, you know, everything along the line, we are all in sales of some somewhat. And sales sometimes have it has a bad connotation, like where we're, you know, doing something. But the reality is sales is there to serve people and help them along the route. We believe going alongside Mm -hmm. them on the same side of table, really helping them guide them through it. That's what you're doing is you're guiding them through the process. And sometimes that guide, being the guide means you guide them somewhere else. um, You don't actually sell the deal, which is okay as well.
0: Yeah, there is numerous times I have a fellow agent and she's with a a competitive agency, but I respect her and I respect the carrier that she works for. I'm not always going to win, but- I, I do believe in that uh, karma, I guess, you know, if I'm taking care of that person and and my friend can help out who's with another care, she gets a better rate. So be it. You know, the big, the major thing is, is that we took care of that customer. I do believe they'll remember that. And, and you, know, you know what, this Jeremy guy was a straight shooter. So.
2: Well, I try to keep this in drive time. So I want to ask you a few final questions coming up right on time right now where would you like your business to be in the next six months?
0: So in the next six months without getting into like number wise, um, it's definitely been, our industry has been hard. As you can probably imagine to the industry all, all together, the market has been hard rates are at an all time high. Um, I would like my agency agency to be a little bit more um, self-sufficient on leads as opposed to like maybe by uh, uh uh, uh, referrals, or I believe those are more genuine leads and prospects that we get than ones that we buy, you know, if, if just the calling. Um, I would really like to grow my agency more organically. Um, and I do want to get to a, um, I mean, I have, I have my own set numbers that I want, you know, for my yeah. own personal, reason, you know, goals. Um, And, and then just Again, I mentioned the Gilbert Chamber of Commerce. I, I've really found camaraderie with them. Um, I, I like growing organically, relationships-wise with groups like that. Uh, other other like-minded fellow uh, business owners too, like yourself. Um, just doing more um, gatherings like that, bouncing off ideas. Uh, I think that right there is just, you, you, if you're around successful people, you're going to become successful yourself.
2: Yeah. And what what type of impact are you looking to leave on the field and just overall, like what type of impact are you looking to leave, you know, um, in, in insurance or in your business field? So I don't know so much about my field, but more
0: as a business as I've always kind of my grandfather is a, a businessman that I've always looked up to. And He's just always said, you know, if you're not making somebody's life better, then what are you doing? And that's kind of one of the things that I've always started uh passing along to to my children. And I, I want my agency to be that. That's why I've always I've kind of branded my agency the Fiorini agency with farmers insurance. I love farmers. I like farmers, but I want people to know the Fiorini agency more than just farmers. Um I I I, I want to be that. A community member that is reliable you know what we need some help here with a school I'm doing a program right now with a local school that we're helping out with their art program I'm doing a little um, art contest for the first and second graders and then you know and we're supplying um, um, necessary art equipment for the teachers yeah yes we are trying to grow our name but it, it feels good you know, it feels good to be part of stuff like that. That's what I want my agency to be. That's awesome. Insurance has been around for centuries. So there's nothing that I'm going to do that's going to leave a mark, but I can leave a mark in my community.
2: That's awesome. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing that. It seems like we always get to the, the good stuff right near the end. And um, I really appreciate you sharing that because I think Thank it's got to be having. more about than just business because yeah. if it's just about business, you, you kind of lose... Lose touch with what we're doing it for, and yeah. we're we're not here just. Why to can't do we do both?
0: Yeah, yeah. Why? I mean, uh, you, we're all in this for money. We're all in this to you know support our our families. But why can't we do both? Why can't we? Why can't we uh, build strong communities and have a successful business at the same time? So.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you. We're gonna keep this in drive time. Thank you. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank I you. Really for appreciate having me. it. And um, I wish you much success with your insurance business. Just As really is. quick, if if people are going to reach out to you, how would they reach you? So they
0: can, Um. our, our office number is 480-805-4015. Or you can um, even go to my website, uh, thefioriniagency.com. And that's F-I-O-R-I-N-I.
2: Awesome, man. Well, you're in no-excuse bro. i that by name. For sure, someday I'll try to be as cool as you hike into the peaks of the mountains. You're the a lot snow. stronger than you give yourself credit <laughs> for. You can do that tomorrow. I know you can. I know, man. I'll, maybe, we'll see. But uh, appreciate you coming on. Really Thank appreciate you. you. Much success to your business. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Have a great day. All right, bye.
1: And there you have it, folks. Another enlightening episode of the No Excuse Pro podcast is in the books. A heartfelt thank you to today's guests for sharing their wisdom and to you, our valued listeners, for spending your time with us. If you're ready to ditch the excuses and level up, make sure to subscribe and find all our episodes at noexcusepropodcast.com. Don't forget, the only thing standing between you and your goals is the story you tell yourself. So no excuses accepted here. Take action and make it happen.